Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the Six Feet Under podcast for people under six feet. I'm Mike. Sheldon. I'm Edward. And today we have a very, very, very interesting topic today. Right. We're going to be talking about mental health. I was saying that's why you got these sunglasses on because when we cry, you can't see. But sure. you guys look sensitive. <laughs> no, that's not insensitive. Right. That's why you got these sunglasses on because when we cry, you can't see. Yeah. But actually, the real reason why we got these sunglasses on is because the Six Feet Under podcast just got their first ever sponsor. Before we get started, I just got to give a quick thank you to Glasses USA for sending us these six sunglasses, as well as being the first ever sponsor for the Six Feet Under podcast. If you've ever bought sunglasses before, you'll know that they're super expensive, like damaging for mental health expensive. But Glasses USA switches things up by cutting out the middlemen so they can provide prescription glasses and sunglasses for up to 70% off their retail price. This includes both in-house brands as well as designer brands like Ray-Bans, Gucci's, and others. Or if you are contact lenses like me, you can also stock up on your favorite brands for up to 25% off. So that means these Swag Atoda Luigi's, 70% off. Mike's Yoji Osaka sunglasses, 70% off. Sheldon's Muse Isaac Clear Brown sunglasses, 70% off. Now that's good for mental health. But Edward, how can you buy glasses and sunglasses online and know it'll actually fit? Good question. There's actually a quiz on their site that only takes a minute and it'll suggest glasses and sunglasses that fit your face shape and your needs. But if that's not enough, they've also got their virtual try-on tool so you can see exactly how the glasses will look on your face before you buy them. What's even better is that they offer free shipping and returns and a 100% money-back guarantee within 14 days. So that means you can shop risk-free. So check out the Glasses USA link in the description box below to get your brand new pair of glasses today. And you'll also be supporting our podcast. All right, now let's get back to talking mental health. All right, guys, I'm going to be putting these glasses down here just because I'm going to be looking at the computer screen and it is kind of cloudy today, so. All right, nice glasses. The glasses USA are going to sit right here. You're going to keep yours on? No, I'll take them off too. <laughs> no, no, you, you keep them on. Huh? You keep oh, them on. I'll keep them on like this. You keep them on like that? That's fashionable. As cool as I look, yeah. I don't want to make you guys feel too, you know, like self-conscious by my yeah. coolness. So. I'm going to put on my glasses a little bit so the yeah. audience can connect with me a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So when I have a little bit of tears, they can see. You kind of look like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Mm. Anyways, guys, let's talk about mental health. It feels like we're doing one of those Bell Let's Talk things. But um, before we begin, I want to make some disclaimers. Okay, so the scope of what we're talking about today is going to be um, more on the side of self-diagnosed mental health. So things that, you know, anecdotally people go through or you went through. Right. And I don't want to touch on clinical mental health, things okay. that I don't understand, you know, because mm-hmm. that's outside of our scope. And we acknowledge the fact that mental health is in a gray area, mm-hmm. meaning that there's no black and white, right or wrong answer to this. It's just mm-hmm. things that we went through in our opinion on it. So okay. I just want to lay that out and put that as a disclaimer before we start today's episode. Okay. Cool. All right. Sounds good. All right. So. Let's start opening the table up. I think with mental health is best to start with your personal experiences. True. Like what have you experienced uh, close to you or someone close, you know, your loved one that have went mm-hmm. through like mental health issues and what does it mean to you? Yeah. Basically. Are you going to... No, no, no. You look like you were dying to talk for the past no, five minutes. No, I, I think you should let, let, let... Maybe let Edward start. Well, okay. why don't let me start? Let you start. Because the last episode, you actually went pretty deep into... Things with your Ooh, we mom. should we should bring up the deeper things after we look at it on a roll, you know. Like, but uh, but mental health, mental yeah, health yeah, every, yeah, everything's yeah. deep. You want to jump in the deep end and then maybe see if you can swim up. And let's talk about ourselves first instead of like the people around us. Okay. So then about like our ourselves mental health. So like, mm-hmm. 
I personally have, haven't struggled much with, like, my personal mental health. I think maybe, like, there's stresses that, like, come in and out, especially with, like, Canamando and YouTube and all the responsibilities. But overall, it's, like, it's, uh, I think there, it's possible to, like, mistaken for me, like, maybe stress as mental health. But in reality, yeah. I kind of more view it as just, like, this is stress I get over at this current time period. And then it kind of disappears. So nothing lingers with me. Yeah, Yo, you look exactly like Stevie Wonder, bro. Like uh, you, you got, you got, you got to like at least put it down a little right. bit. I'm gonna put it right here. Yeah. You never felt anything like anxiety. I mean, everyone feels anxiety, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like you're asking me, like, have I ever experienced human emotions? Of course, but whether or not I would say like I have anxiety is completely something different. Yeah, I guess what you're saying is your mental health is on on point, meaning that it's like, uh, just like your, you know, you can say your physical health is on point. Yeah, Nothing's yeah. But, I mean, wrong. it really depends on like your everyone's different perspective of what mental health means. Mm -hmm. For example, like. Like let's say after a breakup, right, right, you're really sad for a week. I can say my mental health is not on point, or I can say, hey, I just got through a breakup, so I'm a bit sad right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like how how do I how do I classify that? Right. One way is gonna lead me to do something else. One other way is gonna make me do something else as well. Could you elaborate a little bit? Like for example, so uh, I think I, I did some like research the other day, and it was like uh, mental. I think like clinical depression. I'm not gonna steer from clinical, but clinical depression is is like. There was definition by the National Institute of Mental Health in the U.S. Mm -hmm. It was like when you experience two straight weeks of constant sadness and exhibit like symptoms of depression mm -hmm. for right. two straight weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself like, hmm, after a breakup, if someone's sad for two straight weeks, like technically they are yeah. clinically depressed, yeah. right? Or if they can think of themselves as, you know, I'm just sad for two straight weeks because I had a really long like a relationship with a person for a long time and now I broke up. Mm -hmm. So I think like for me, I have chosen personally to steer away from that side and more so think the side like, hey, I'm just in a shitty situation right now. If I try to change it, then then it'll be better for me personally. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that using what 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 are you, what are you talking about? Essay? No, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just, no. As you say these things, no, no, no. When everyone was talking about the uh, the clinical depression, I I, I wanted I was curious to see what the actual definition is yeah, yeah. Oh. because i mean it is on one hand saying i felt sad for two weeks but i've also went on reddit this past week just to kind of prep for this podcast and like hear about other people's stories when they talk about depression it, it comes from a place where they almost feel like the severe cases at least they almost yeah. feel like it's crippling meaning that it's not that they don't f it's not a sadness that they're uh, they're saying is depression they're saying that depression is joy being sucked out of living like the fact that they can't get out of bed, they can't go to, they can't even do simple tasks like wash mm. the clothes, right? Mm. And that's something that I, I cannot relate to I, and I cannot imagine going through. I'm not gonna equate my experiences with other people's experiences because right. I haven't experienced what they experienced. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, there's been times where like, I, can't, I feel like I can't get out of bed. Right. Why don't you just go through your experience first instead okay. of trying to break yeah, down yeah. my experience? I mean, I'm just give the audience a little bit of like understanding yeah. about like where our mental health is at at each individual person. Mm -hmm. so they can feel okay, so I've gone through my own mental health battles. Yeah. Right. Not specifically with depression, but with other things that I'll get into a bit later right. that actually actually are, are surprisingly interesting. <laughs> but um, I, will, I, I will say that person that comes to de de depression and stuff like that, I've had long periods of time where i've been sad yeah i've had you know for instance after a breakup or after you know um a really bad experience with a girl for example i'll be mm. sad for a couple of days and i'll pick myself back up yeah even if i was sad at that time i don't think that i could equate that with depression even if it was two weeks long mm -hmm. the and I'll, I'll give you the reason why is 
even when I was sad, there was logic and reason going on in my head saying like, okay, you know, just you'll pick yourself back up after a couple of days. You just need to be sad. Let your emotions out for a bit right. and you'll be good. Right. Yeah. Whereas from my experience talking to people who are depressed, a lot of it is due to your emotions. I mean, I mean, due to your hormones and stuff like that, due to like what's in your body. And as much as you can say, oh, like think positive and like try and turn it around and you'll pick things back up. Like uh, the best example is, you know, when my girlfriend is going through, um, you know, her time of the month, right? Yeah. She is feeling her, her emotions through, through, through the, the hormones and stuff. And that alters how she thinks and acts no matter what. And so she sometimes you just cannot think in that way because your hormones are putting you in that direction which I think is what clinical depression is because your hormones are stopping you from getting you into that place where you can think about positive things and mm -hmm. think in that direction. So overall, you say your mental health is pretty decent? Yeah, well, I mean, you just TLDR'd what I just said. But yeah, my, <laughs> my mental health's good. No, no, because I, mean, I think I was just thinking it's, it's good to start with like where we're at so the audience right. Yeah, right. My, mental, my mental health's pretty good. Okay, how about you, Mike? My mental health's pretty good. Is there anything specifically that you struggle with kind of recently? I mean, the, only, the reason why I kind of want to do an episode on this is because of the fact that I think prior to I, I think it's something that people don't talk about enough yeah meaning that um is more like a taboo right i think i definitely come from the opposite end where i look at people and i'm like how do you not just get through this so i think that through the past week that's why i've been trying to read on people's stories and the more i read about more i feel like i cannot imagine what these people are going through mm -hmm. yeah. so that's why I kind of want to open the talk up to mental health. Maybe this is something that we don't talk about enough among ourselves. Like, like just, just, just unpack it a little bit. Being, uh, yeah, being three fucking dudes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think uh, overall, like, since all of our mental health are pretty good spaces, it's it's more so like, like, do we know anybody that maybe right. has, has, has gone through a lot of stuff? Well, right? I can talk about a time when I was going through a bit of a mental health rut. Yeah. Right? Was um, in high school, actually. So, in high school, I dealt with this thing. It was called HOCD, right? Which is basically called Homosexual Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Mm -hmm. Right? It, this was self-diagnosed. Yeah. Right, right. But basically, it was a period of time where, I guess in my head, I thought it was gay. If I put it, if I put it bluntly, right? Right. Uh, that's nice, but I mean, like, how do you? What's the difference between self-diagnosed HOCD and clinically diagnosed HOCD? Wait, wait, okay, can I ask you a question first what? of all before before this becomes like a very somber topic? Like, we, no, 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 no. Honest question for you though. What? No, wait, 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 let me finish first, okay? One thing is like, is it rude to smile? And laugh, <laughs> like like I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. I'm it's wondering. Fine, it's fine. It's fine. Like, no, is it very? Is it very like? Is it very like? Is it? I don't know if I'm being rude by like because I, I feel like it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, small laugh. I don't really care. Okay. okay. I don't really care. I'm not I, I, can, at you. I, I just, just feel it. Funny. I don't want to become yeah. somber. Okay. okay. I didn't want to bring no, up this thing. I brought. I brought it up because. I was to bring it up later, but then I was like, okay, I think, like wait, no, I no. need this podcast to go somewhere. Right. So I need to bring something that's <laughs> no, 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 that no, 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 no I, I'm saying this. I'm saying because mental health <laughs> to me is a, is a topic that's so serious yeah, that okay. I don't know if you're allowed to laugh at certain things. Okay. Not, not laugh at them, yeah. but like kind of so, just bring humor into it. So for me, when I was going through this thing, it yeah. was actually a pretty dark time in my life. Right. But now I look back, I can laugh at it because I've I've gone, gone past it. it. I've yeah. gone through it. Yeah. It's like I look back at it like uh, it's like an obstacle that I can yeah. look back and laugh at because I've gone past it. Can I ask you a genuine question? What? Did you ever have a crush on me? No. Okay. How about Mike? No. Oh, you had a hesitate. Well, you, you hesitated. No, no. no. You I've never what had a crush on either of you so, guys. So Sheldon, do you think you really um, 
unpacked it after you gone past it? Well, why don't I explain what it is? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Explain, okay. Why don't you explain what it is? So basically, during my grade twelve year of high school. Mm. I was going through this thing. It was called HOCD. I never knew it was at a time. But basically, what it is is basically your brain is almost OCD about gay. So in my head, like, I'll be walking down the hallway. I'll look at a guy's shoes. And I'll be like, oh, those are nice shoes. Then my brain would be like, oh, you checked them out. You must be gay. Yeah. Or I'd be at a club, for example, at S-Trip, for yeah. example, going on a club. And then I'd be dancing with a girl, grinding with a girl. And then I wouldn't get a boner. And then my, my brain would be like, oh, you, you're, not, you're not turning on with this. You must be gay. Um... Or it was just it was just constant uh, it was just constant of yeah, this yeah, yeah. Yeah. where every single instant um, my brain was telling me oh you must be gay you must be you must be, you right, must be gay right. right but up to this point in my life I've always been into girls right right the porn I watch was girls right right but girl just girls or like girls and a guy and it was girls and a guy but like I'm I'm into them I, so I watched the girls so when you were in this phase you were you were like oh I saw his dick I'm gay. Like that? Yeah. It was stuff like that. Yeah, it was just like any kind of like little trigger. My brain would just be like, "You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay. You're gay." Right. Yeah. And then I would constantly get into these mental battles with myself, being like, "Because this is also around the time when, um, at the time, I got a time in high school, like being gay is not what being gay is today, right? Being gay was very stigmatized at that time. Yeah. Right. Especially we came from a pretty conservative school, so that's right. exactly. So at that time, you know, during that time in high school, that was when people often said, "That's so gay," right? In high school and yeah, school, people yeah, said that a lot, yeah, yeah. and so, like that's why at that time when I was going through that, and given that our friendship especially was so heavily built at the time on like bro. getting girls, bro culture and stuff like that. Yeah. In my head, it was it was very nervous to me because I was like, holy shit, there's no way I can be gay because that means I'll lose all my friends, and like in a sense, I was like, oh shit, that's gonna make me make me very uncool. Sheldon, yeah, I, mean? I, I want to go back and say, you, you, like, you you don't have to worry about that, man. Thanks. You don't have to worry about lo- losing me. You might have to worry about losing me as a lover, but you know, yeah, that's a good one. But so that was a big mental health battle for me, and that right. actually put me down a very negative loop. You know, they talk about like the the, the spiral loop of depression yeah, okay, and stuff. Man. It put me down a very negative loop because I was like constantly in a battle in my own head with. One is whether I'm gay or not. Two is whether I'm going to lose all my friends if I actually am. And it's just like, I'll tell my brain, no, you're not gay. I, I watched this girl porn, but then like, like it would just constantly keep telling me these random things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Wait, can I ask you a question? Are these thoughts like, hey, aren't you turned on by this? Or is the thoughts of, aren't you attracted by this? Is, is it like... It's not, it's not, aren't you attractive? It was, I look at a guy's shoes and my brain would go like, you looked at the guys, you checked them out, you must be gay. Uh, where do you think this came from? That's a real question. Where does this come from? Did you, like, yeah. did you if, watch gay porn, like, once, no. and all of a sudden you're... No, if if I'm going to be honest with you, it came... It, it all started one night after I got really drunk, and I was puking in the toilet, and the next morning I woke up, and then these thoughts just started coming in. It was, huh? it's, like, it's completely what? random. What? Completely random. Wait, wait, did you like do something in that party that, that night? Is no, that nothing. I was puking in a bowl. The next morning I woke up, and then and then like th- that was the instance when I remember like my brain had this weird shift. Okay. And it just started coming in. It just started right. flowing in. Well, was there like a vo- a voice of reason behind everything that like it's like this is like kind of like the stuff on the exterior. And there's a voice of reason that's like ah your brain's just messing around with you. you so know? the thing is, I, like you can't reason with that, right? Because it's a battle with your own brain. It's like. For example, I would, um, I would, I would, I would like, I would look at the guy's shoes. Then everyone would be like, "Oh, yeah, you, you must be gay, right?" And then I'd make out with a girl, 
and then I wouldn't have a boner for a second, and then my brain would be like, "Oh, you don't have a boner yet. You must be gay." Mm. And then, mm-hmm. and then I get a boner, and I'd be like, oh, "Okay," and, and, and then, and then, my, and then my brain would be like, "Okay, oh, you have a boner. Right. You're good. You're good. You're good." And then afterwards, the boner would die because I, I was so obsessed with that, like, with in my head, the battle in my head that I lose right, the boner and then right. it would come back. But I, I think overall, like, this just sounds like OCD to me. Yeah. So it's it was, just that you you yeah. always attach this thing, but. Like if yeah. you didn't have OCD, you wouldn't have so, HOCD. So it was a it form. It was a form of OCD. That's why it's called right. homosexual obsessive compulsive yeah, disorder. Yeah, yeah. So that, coupled with you know all the stigma around that stuff at that time, made me put me actually in a very very sad state in my mm. senior year of high school, where I was I was scared of losing all my friends. I was you know scared of that you know I was like oh shoot what if I'm actually gay you know not that there's a problem with it but right. at the time. Like that, that's what's going through my head. Let me ask you a question. Do you think if you went to a school or you went to school now that was more progressive where gay, gain, gayness isn't looked at or frowned upon as much as us growing up, do you think that would have helped your HOCD or you think it would have taken you to a different place? I don't know. That, that's something I really wonder because if you're in this thought pattern and then all your friends around you are also gay, yeah. Wouldn't that most likely make you gay? As in like, as like, you would convince yourself, hey, you know, like, because the reason why you maybe so-called fought this is because you were worried about the so-called consequences that it was in your head. What would happen if you were gay, mm-hmm. right? That you thought, you know, maybe you would lose your friends, you were not, yeah. not cool. Yeah. But if it was cool, if it was cool, then you wouldn't, then you wouldn't like run away from it, right? I guess that's fair. But at the same time, in in in. In my head, I was like, I was been into girls since I was young. Like, I've never considered this ever in my life, right? Right. So it was just so out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. It's... So how'd you get out of it? How 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 would you say? Well, you, wait. You... Do, do you want to dig deep, deep? You want to go deeper? Mental, okay, okay, okay. Mental health part of it. I mean, well, this well, is mental health, right? Th- this oh, is I the guess. mental health. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it put me in a very negative space mm-hmm. mentally, and that's when I realized, like, for a lot of people going through mental health stuff, it's like your thoughts can actually just dig you into the darkest hole in the world 100%. right and and it's as much as you say oh like just try and think positive think positive like once you're on that path it's very very hard to get out okay. because because i would think positive and then it would just attack me right back i would think positive and just attack me right back i would think positive and just attack me right back well well i think i think like mental health the best thing you can tell a person with mental health is instead of instead of being like think positive which is not the right way to approach yeah. it. You should be like maybe just more so like acceptance of current what is, right? Mm-hmm. If you just saw the guy's shoe and you're just like I'm, a, and then you you train your brain and thinking like I'm just looking at a guy's shoe, instead of no. thinking, instead of thinking, uh, Sheldon, you're not gay, you're not gay, you're not gay. Like yes, you know like like by saying um, Sheldon, you're not this. The more you're gonna think you're that. Yeah. Right. So that's I mean I guess that's how things inevitably solved for me. Right. Was um I read this book. It was called Power Now. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was a really powerful line in that book was the fact that it said, you are not your thoughts mm-hmm. and that your mind is a tool and you should use it as such. And it's a tool that if you don't know how to use properly, could also be very destructive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that one statement that your mind is a tool, that you are not your thoughts and that your mind can be very destructive if you don't control it properly right, right. was something that liberated me. Because from that point on forward, I almost looked at my mind. I was like, when I was doing that stuff, I was like, Ah, fuck mine. You're just doing some random shit at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you know yeah, I was yeah, like, exactly. oh, I'll let you do your thing, whatever. It's like, okay, sure, whatever you say, cool, whatever, I don't care. And then through that, I actually got past everything. Yeah, yeah. So like like it's like suddenly like that one that one 
like line and right. that's why I, I recommend that book to everyone which kind of changed everything for me because you stop thinking that whatever your mind thinks is, is what real. you are yeah. yeah exactly no that's what you stop thinking like yep. you're like I am what I am and it's not necessarily always what my mind thinks yeah let right? me ask you a question yeah. then um, during the times when you were like really going through it um, did you feel like you were two different people Meaning that your brain wanted you to be someone or your mind and then you yourself were, some, were somebody else? Well, I'll put it this way. At school with you guys, we're like, yo, let's go meet girls. Let's go thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just with some context, like back in high school, we were, we were kind of like losers at getting girls. Not necessarily yeah. losers at getting girls, but like we, we didn't have like social skills that we wanted to have. So we would mm. like really emphasize going out to try to like put ourselves in uncomfortable situations right. to talk to girls yeah. to get better. Yeah. And I guess like us doing that, especially with what you're going fueled, through, was like complete conflict. That. Exactly. It oh, was like, really? it was conflict. Yeah. There was definitely conflict in my head. I was like, oh shit. Like I gotta like, I was like, I gotta get girls and stuff. But same time going through all this, all this stuff. Right. And, and you feel like you couldn't talk about it because, because I mean like our, fr- like I was like, if I talked about it, <laughs> it's like our friendship was so predicated yeah. on that. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's you, like it was like this bro high school culture. You right, know what I mean? right, right, right. Mm, yeah. Like honestly, I honestly don't know. Like back then, at my level of maturity, how I would well, be able to help the situation. You. Like, yeah. I don't know how I'd be able to help you. I think. You know? I think to be honest, back then, at given where society was at that time, yeah. Like society is very different today. Uh, yeah. Towards towards I, that kind of stuff. I'd right? probably say something like hot gay. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? It, it's very different today than it is back right. then. Right. But at that time. To be honest, if I, if I told anyone about it, I, I think it would have been like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. If I'm being honest, and, and so, like... So can I ask you, basically you're telling me that you got through this by improving yourself. That's, that's like basically what you're saying. Uh, you read that book, you learned some wisdom, you applied that wisdom, you improved yourself. Yeah. That's how you got through mm-hmm. it. Basically, yeah. Right. Let me ask you a question. When you identified what you had as HOCD, I'm assuming you identified it during when you were going through this yeah. phase, did it help you? So I remember what happened was, um, it was like months. I was dealing with this for months, just my mind constantly right. at it. And you didn't know what it was. And then, yeah, I didn't know what it was. And I Googled it. I was like, my mind keeps telling me I'm gay, but I've never, but I'm not into guys. Yeah. Right. Was I heard that interesting like, guy. Yeah, was it coral or yeah, yeah. that long? Yeah, like it was, it was something like that. <laughs> right, and then right. I found a forum, right. I found a forum of, just like different people talking about it. Mm. There was this guy who was like, um, it's it's destroying my marriage. It's like it started randomly one year ago. And right. it's like I I can't I can't be with my wife without like my mind just constantly attacking me and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I remember at the time I was just reading all this stuff and I was so scared because I was like, Is, am I gonna deal with this for the rest of my life? You know what I mean? Because yeah. people people like I've been dealing with it for years. Right. Oh shoot. Right. So so the question here is, do you think if you didn't find the community of people and you didn't identify what you had as H O C D do you think it would have spiraled out of control? Or do yeah. you think that uh, finding that community made you label it and it made you even more scared? So here, here's the here's the conundrum. I, I, I get where you're coming from. You're coming from by by labeling it as this thing called like HOCD or right. depression or whatever. Are you giving it more power, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. what you're saying. Exactly. As opposed to yeah. looking at it as yeah. something in my head, right? Yeah. I actually found the opposite. When I actually found out that it was called HOCD, I looked at it. Okay, well, I'm. I didn't identify as I'm HOCD, or I'm. I, th- I said, okay, I'm dealing with this. How do I solve it? That's how I looked at it. I, I'm dealing with this. How do I? How do I solve it? And okay. so I think it actually changed it because now I identified it as something that I could 
attack and I could problem solve to, 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 to resolve things. I, I didn't view it as a part of me. I didn't view it as something that was crippling me. I viewed it as, okay, I'm in this situation. How do I like fix it now? Mm-hmm. So actually mm-hmm. I think discovering that community and discovering that label of HOCD put, put it like, okay, now I know what we're dealing with here and now I can think of some way to, to handle it. So do, I just think it liberated do, me. Do you think that, I mean, I mean that has largely to do with your personality as well, right? Yeah. It's like, for example, like, let's say you're someone who takes responsibility a lot and you're like, you just need to know what to take responsibility for. Yeah. Right. That's you, that, That's what gave him the what. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Gave you the what. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, I understand, what you t- I understand where you're coming from is a lot of people, they run into some kind of mental health, um, you know, situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they say, uh, you know, because obviously it's people who are dealing with severe crippling anxiety, right? Right. There are people who, don't have it to that level, but they'll be like, "Oh my god, um, I, I have anxiety. I can't, I can't, I can't do it." Yeah. And they'll use it as a crutch for many different things. Yeah, right. I think it can go both ways. It could go down the I, rabbit hole or it, go up. Yeah, it it depends on what the kind of person you are mm-hmm. and how you handle it. It's like maybe having that anxiety stigma right there will empower you to be like, <laughs> "Okay, I just have this. Let's find, figure out a way to solve it." At the same time, um, having that anxiety thing could also be crippling. Yeah, so it depends yeah. on your personality type. But do you think that like if you went to the doc, is it? Do you think the way you discovered it, HOCD or whatever it's called, like in the forum, helped you attack it in a way that's different? For example, what if you went to the doctor and the doctor was like, "Hey, you have HOCD. Here's some pills." How would like? Do you think you would at- treat that differently? Like how you would respond to that, given your personality and your from your, your own perspective. Like let's say you went to the doctor, doctor's like, yeah, you know, oh, you got HOCD, some something's wrong with your brain hormones. Here's some pills, pills to go balance it out. Like, how would you like? Do you think that would be beneficial to you at that moment or not? I I I, I can't tell you. I yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I get where you're coming at from as well. You say it's not always positive to um, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's yeah. not always sword. positive to label it. But let me ask you, prior to you labeling HOCD, was it a state of confusion? Was it like, what do I have? What is it that I'm going through right now? Were you confused? I was very confused. It was it was very, very crippling. Th- that's a really good point you're making. What? Because I think when you're confused about what you have and you find out about what you have, it can be liberating. It's very liberating. Right, but what if right. you're not confused about what you had? What do you mean? Let's say, let's say, Everyone knows sad for a long time equals depression. Right. That's not confusing. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need to be like, I'm sad for a long time. What do I have? Like, I know I have so-called depression. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? It's like, whereas yours is more of an abstract case, whereas like, you don't know what you have. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I am like really upset for a long time or like really sad for a long time and I now label myself as depressed, mm-hmm. I think that th- that is... a v- is, is it has like a nuance that's slightly different than yours. So are you saying yours is confused? Is not sure what it is. Yes. Whereas the other one is I know what it is, but now I'm gonna go into that. So are you mm-hmm. saying? So basically, I guess what you're trying to say here is is that liberating or is that like mm. like debilitating? Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that it depends on what you're dealing with in that moment. If you're dealing with something that's like you know what you have, but you're gonna and you're gonna say you have that, that to me is not necessarily liberating. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I don't know what I have, I'm confused. And then I find out I have this like more of like an obscure kind of condition. Right. Mm-hmm. That to me is sounds liberating. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, because I can speak from, well, I've never been depressed, but I grew up with my mom being de- like depressed her my entire childhood. So 
I can speak from a case where before she was diagnosed as being depressed. Was she diagnosed as clinically depressed? Yes. What age did did do you was your close like? So my earliest memory of, of yeah, her being. Let's let's okay, let's okay. hear the mom's so, story. Okay, yeah. So so I, I will say one thing though before Edward gets into the story is I noticed at the start of when I was talking about it I, yeah. I noticed everyone was like this. Like everyone wants to, like there was an elephant in the room that came up out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. And everyone wants to be like, like just have, just let a breather out. And I will say that, I I think that talking about these things, and not laugh at it in like a ridicule kind of way, but being able to laugh at it, like make jokes about it, is liberating. But it can also be the opposite depending on where you are in terms of how you're dealing with Your it. Context. Like yeah. for me now that it's in hindsight, right? Being able to, to, because I remember when I first, I first brought up with these guys like a couple of years ago when I told them about your CD thing, and I remember at the time that was a really, that was actually a really scary moment for me. It was like, it was like really intense. I was like, I felt a big thing in my chest. Whereas now it's like, I wake up whatever. You, I don't you care. You know how the conversation went? It was like, yo guys, I'm gonna tell you like, you know, I struggle with HOZD, and then we're like, what's HOZD? <laughs> Homo obsessive compulsive. We're like, oh cool. So yeah, I don't when you're gonna the video, it, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but, yeah. but I was like nice. But in my head, like I was actually right. like I was pretty anxious. Like that yeah, was probably yeah. the most anxious I've ever felt in my life when I brought Talk that up about it. to you guys and to my parents. Yeah. Um. Because, but I knew that bringing it up, the minute I brought it up, it was like all the power that 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 thing had over me was like gone. I was like, oh, no one cares about it anymore. And in the same way, like now that I can laugh about it and stuff, and like bring it, since it's all in the past or whatever. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. It's like. It takes away power to it. So like when I hear that, it's like it takes away power from it, right. which is really mm-hmm. good. But at the same time, it's like that's why there's always a limit when you say like, oh, we can joke about things. Because now that it's in the past and I can joke about it, it it, it makes you feel more empowered, right? It makes you feel good. But right. if when I, if I was dealing with it, it would be a little different too. But do you yeah. think? If, okay, sorry, not not to sidetrack from Edder's story, but if, <laughs> while you're dealing with it, if if you told us we're accepting of it, and then we're like, yo, Sheldon, how's your HOCD doing today? Like. Did it in that case? Do you think it would have been like a more fuck? You know, it's it's, it's maybe it's, it's a joke. It, you know, it's it, it's, it might, it's might be helpful. It's hard case. to say yeah. because it depends on where I'm at with it. If right. if if I'm viewing as thing I'm struggling with, and you all view it as a joke, then it's it's it, it's to weird. me yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 very, it's it's it's, it's isolating. It's isolating. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like you feel more lonely actually. Whereas if I'm at a point where I'm like okay, I'm ready to get over it, like. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to move past it. Like, I don't even care about it. Like, I read that book. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move past it. And then we start doing that. Then I think it's different. So right. it all depends on where that person is on their journey. So so basically, you would have wanted, like, if you were to tell us, you would have wanted our version of support to be, like, you know, like, really, like, conservative, conservative-like support. Like, like yeah, you know what? It's okay. Like, you know, it's going to be fine. Like, I, I don't think that you actually have that. I think you're just obsessively, like... I, I think the easiest, thing to, easiest thing to hear is actually just, like... Oh shit! Cool. Okay. Like, damn. Yeah, all right. No, no, thanks for telling. Thanks for telling. Like, like, I think as someone listening, you should not give it power in a sense. Be like, all right, cool, man. Oh shit. Yeah. All, right, all right. Cool. Whatever. All right. Anyway, want to play ball? Or, or like, yeah, you know, something yeah. yeah, where yeah. it's like, it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, and that'll that'll make the person who's saying it feel reassured that it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? Because the person coming in thinks it's a really big deal. Be like, so maybe like, yo, oh, shit. Um, I don't know if you want to hear me talk about it right now. Um, but if you do, like, let me know if you ever want to talk about it. But uh, you still want to play ball? And that's yeah. something like something like that would be like, oh shit, like it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought. I see, you know what I mean? I Whereas like, if you're like, oh yeah. shit, dude, oh my god, like it's the end of the world. That is <laughs> that is like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, right, right now, right now you have HOCD, you have uh, you have a no, no, SOCD, what? spotlight obsessive compulsive. Yeah, yo, stop being stealing spotlight. Okay, I can't even take mom's story. Take mom's story. Let me go back to my segue, okay? So otherwise, it doesn't make sense. My segue is that 
Sheldon's discovery, because he didn't know what it was before, I view it as like helpful, which it clearly was for him. Right, Whereas right. I view as for something that is you don't need to discover. You clearly know what you have, right. and you push you put a label on yourself that is the extreme of that. I view that as negative, and that's from my experience growing up with my mom because uh, she was depressed when I was a kid for the longest time. So she she had like a rough time before I was born, and then I was born, and uh, she was dealing with some stuff, and. Uh, between the ages of like zero and seven ish or eight, like there were moments that she was sad, but they're also like like really really sad and like like breaking down and stuff. But there are also moments where I saw her smile, and then it wasn't until like she self diagnosed and then went to go clinically diagnosed with depression that I never saw her smile again until after she got off the pills, right? Or the pills and the belief that she was a depressed person. So zero to se- zero to seven, she was sad with in- with with like there was incidents when she was sad. No, there, there there zero to seven, she would not classify herself as depressed, but she mm-hmm. would classify herself as like someone's going through like a lot of shit, mm-hmm. with a lot of stress in her life, like raising two kids as a single mom mm-hmm. and right. dealing with whatever baggage she had in the past. So like that, right? And then after she started saying like, oh, you know, like I'm depressed, I'm depressed from a clinical di- diagnosis. Yeah, from a clinical di- diagnosis. Every single thing she did that was bad was, um, the excuse was I'm depressed. You know, like I was like, oh, I don't need to smile. I'm depressed. So I don't, I don't, I don't need to not like. If I hit my kids really abusively, it's okay because I'm depressed. Right. You know, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, oh, um, the kids, I don't know, don't do their homework. It's like, how could you not do your homework? You know, your mom is depressed. Oh, so she would use everything, 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 and then I never saw her smile again for like another another ten years. I- so the, years, this is till you're yeah. 17. Yeah, she really? was not happy at all. Like I mean, I'm not, like I've never seen such unhappiness, and like that led to like like a, a lot of like difficult situations for my sister and I. Right through high school, through high school, through okay. elementary school, through yeah, yeah. So I'm under the belief, based on off my experiences, is that when you um take something that doesn't need to be taken to the extreme and you label yourself as that, you start, a lot of people, especially like weaker minded people might start identifying as that and that prevents them from seeing anything else. Mm-hmm. Like as in like, they won't, she won't think of herself as a mother. She won't think of herself as a, as a woman or a, uh, 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 like, like, I don't know, a daughter or whatever. She would think of like, I'm a depressed mother of single, depressed single mother of, of two. Right. I'm a, I'm a I'm a depressed woman who uh you know went through a divorce or whatever. Yeah. I'm a depressed whatever whatever. And then every single thing she did that was bad towards us or anything else like always because I'm depressed. I'm an anxious mother. I'm a yeah, anxious yeah, yeah, person. No. I have depression. Can you not see that? I have depression. Whatever whatever. It was it was like it was like I couldn't get her to see anything else in the entire world except for except for she just wanted to see herself as a depressed person. And that so you're saying that the minute the minute the doctor so let's go back let's, let's rewind back so the doctor she was a doctor doctor well, says no, obvi- obviously you don't go to the doctor to get diagnosed for depression until yeah. you've been like kind of sad for a long long time yeah mm-hmm. but the minute she got the affirmation it was game over mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. she got the affirmation from from her doctor got those pills to affirm her every single day you looked at those pills to remind herself hey I'm a depressed person yeah those aff- those affirmations around the house you know everywhere that was game over 
then and she was stuck I mean? in that loop. Yeah, she, she went it, down. It was forever. For the next and, 10 and, years. and let me tell you what changed. My mom is an amazing person. Um, like nowadays, like she's like the happiest person. She literally, if you watched the last podcast, she literally went from like Asian mom, depressed Asian mom to like white mom now. Like okay. extremely happy <laughs> white, mom, <laughs> white mom. You know? So the minute that thing changed was when my sister and I went to university. So the only thing I can see that changed in her life is that her life situation changed. She had the kids out of the house. She didn't have to worry about us. She didn't have to worry about cooking for us every single day. She knew that we were in a good university. We have a good future ahead. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, what, what changed in her life is her life situation. Right. It's not the fact that she became not depressed anymore or, or got happier or whatever. Of course, she got happier. But because her life changed, not by her own self-doing, but because... We grew up and we so, went to So university. let me ask you a question. At what point did she stop labeling herself as... I've never heard her... I haven't heard her say the, the word depressed in like, like 10 years now since I went to university. And then how about in terms of the pills that she's been... No, she's not on any pills. She no. doesn't well, so she stopped taking the pills when you went to university or what? I don't know. Somewhere along the way, she felt like she didn't need pills anymore. So prior to university, she was still taking it. Yeah. yeah. And then well, then like you left and then somewhere during that tr- during time, she stopped yeah. taking it. Somewhere around the time of me and my sister leaving the house and becoming more self-independent and self-sufficient, she stopped. She stopped. You know what that means? <laughs> I'm gonna I was going to say you made her depressed. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but it was... You're the root of my depression. And, and, and it was... But anyway. It was it's because... No, that, <laughs> is, that is technically true yeah. because it's because her life situation had to raise two kids. That was what she was right. thinking about. Right. It was the stress. It was, that, it was the stuff. But I'm telling you, the pills did her no good. Mm-hmm. The medication did her no good. And, and the, the affirmation did her no affirmation good. did her absolutely no good. And uh, it actually only made her a, a worse person at that time. Right. I yeah. guess that's why you, you have a standpoint about, um, yeah. because personally, you know, the closest thing is your mother, right, that you yeah. have. And you've seen the doctor label her as depression and immediately that just dep- gave depression all the power. I, I, I've been thinking about this stuff since I was like 12. Yeah. And the reason why is because like I am, I have been always exposed to this and I've also been so uh, quote unquote the victim of this because like, given by my nature like I, the only mother or whatever stuff, right? Right, and like right, obviously right. Like, the beatings and stuff happen to me yeah. so, so quote unquote I am the victim yeah. I don't have to say that word because I don't really believe I am but like that right. is quote unquote labeled Yeah. so I've been thinking about this stuff since a long time since I was like 12 and stuff and I always thought to her I've always talked to her even when she was in this phase I was like mom you gotta stop thinking about yourself like this you gotta get off these things go do something that you enjoy right Right. go do something you enjoy like, like you gotta stop calling yourself depressed even when, yeah, you got, you got, like, you got to stop identifying as this. Right. And then and I also read the book that Sheldon talked about, The Power of Now, when I was 18. And that kind of, like, just realized that, you know, that way of thinking that I had been trying to push to my mom is actually very valid. Because apparently a lot of other people think this way and makes made their lives better as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, because she's, she wasn't living in the present, she was living in her mind. Exactly. And her mind exactly. was saying, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, no, I can't no. do anything. So, so Because what she was doing is, is, is she had already, every moment when you wake up, she had already established that, hey, I'm depressed today. Mm-hmm. Instead, of, instead of waking up and seeing what the day has to offer her, does her son get an A+. Mm-hmm. Does, 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 her, does her son cook her dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Does her son clean the kitchen? Instead of seeing those things, she, uh, she had already woken up and decided, I am a depressed person. Why would a depressed person enjoy a son getting A plus? 
mm-hmm. right? I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, right. my brain doesn't allow me to enjoy that. So why am I enjoying it? Obviously, there's there's like I, I'm a huge believer in like self fulfilling prophecies. The more you believe something you are, like the more you're gonna start acting in ways that will actually change your hormones mm-hmm. and change your mind to actually reflect that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 what I I believe. Like um, from my personal perspective, and uh, my experiences. I believe that a lot for a lot of people out there, I can't speak for everyone, being diagnosed or being self-diagnosed with, I can only speak from terms of depression, right. is not always the best thing. Right. Yeah. Do you, uh, wait, let me ask you another question. Do you think that... Right. Do you think that prior for her, prior to her getting diagnosed as clinical depression... Yeah, she acted in a way where she, where you looked at her and she was, was she less depressed? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Basically, what it was prior was, uh, she would look at herself as someone who has a difficult life. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, I'm going through, I'm going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, I've had, I've had a tough life. But something must have pushed her over the edge to go see someone. Something, right? It's, it's not like she just wakes up and says, hey, man, I need to see a doctor about this. But well, it must have gotten so well, bad. No, no, but when you, when, you, when you like are in that negative state for so long and you allow yourself to be in that negative state for so long, mm-hmm. eventually you're going to go over the edge, mm-hmm. right? So that, that, that's what happened to her. Like She didn't have that social circle. She didn't have the support that she needed. Like All she had was like two kids, you know? Right. Like She didn't have like the, the friends that especially amongst like Asian culture, like um, these kind of things like are kind of like not really talked about. Right. Like mm-hmm. you can't really go to someone and talk about like, oh man, how sad you are or whatever. And they're like, okay, just, just go get over it or whatever. Right. It's yeah. fruits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, like, like she's responsibilities. Like she yeah, can't yeah. go talk about it. She got to go like cook for the kids. Like, yeah. We're, like, yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. So instead of like going to a doctor, getting prescribed pills and whatnot, she, um, there was a group, a group people called uh, Depression Anonymous. No, right? no, no, a group I'm, of people that are depressed, they come and gather in a circle and they talk about he's talking therapy. Hypothetical, like, no. like a hypothetical. I don't, I don't necessarily think that is necessarily the, the best thing, right? Because if you join Depression Anonymous, you have depression. You already self-identified depression. Right. I would like her to join some hobby groups for things that she liked, mm-hmm. like like exactly if she like joined like a, a like a Tai Chi club in the morning. Or whatever that would greatly help her. So you think she's very different from Sheldon's situation, where very he is. She's not confused about what she exactly. Has. That's exactly it. You're not confused about what you have. You know you've been sad for this long. You know you've been dealing with a lot of stuff. In her mind, what? Uh, why am I dealing with this stuff for so long? What is the next logical progression? I have depression. For Sheldon's mind, is like I'm dealing with this stuff. I don't know what I'm dealing with. It would be good to shine some light and have some clarity on what I'm dealing with, so I can deal with it. Right. Right. I think there's a lo- there's a there's a big difference between those two things. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think about what would because what you're talking about is very idealistic. Like go to some go to some go to some classes, go to some hobbies and yeah. stuff like that. It's like but, a guy is but, the, you, you know that meme of the, of the, of the guy with a stick saying do something is is like the guy poking yeah. the guy and saying don't be depressed. But but the, the 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 problem is that for a lot of like let's say like when you are dealing with depression and a lot of various mental illnesses basically like for every single person in the world everyone experiences similar things but people have different filters through which they experience it okay right someone who is more upbeat if you know someone pushes him on the street by accident he'd be like oh shit that was an accident or uh, the best example is um um some girl which actually rejects rejects a guy at the club right yeah someone who's a bit more upbeat would be like ah she's having a bad day it's all good right Mm -hmm. someone who is very sad and negative about themselves would think Oh my god! I must be so ugly. I'm a terrible fucking person. I'm the worst being ever, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. And so it's like, 
You saying, oh, I'm going to put my mom to tell her some things. How is that going to change the filter she has? I, I did not. I think what you're confusing is me. I'm not saying someone going through stuff should keep it in yeah. themselves. Right. I think they should go seek help. And they should, they should go maybe seek help from their social circle or maybe a professional, maybe therapy, right. or maybe something, right? But I'm saying labeling yourself, in my mom's case, that next extreme step as I have clinical depression was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not right. saying for her to go home and sit in and be like, I got to change my life right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that's extremely hard. Right. But I, I, I'm saying for, like, for her or everyone out there who's going through some stuff, to go find that trusted person, like mm-hmm. your, your sibling, your person, talk to, and talk and about like, it. Yeah, and talk about it mm-hmm. and express your emotions. I think expressing is very, very important. But you, mm-hmm. it's just a labeling it, part. It, it's, that- it's, yeah, it's just when you start giving something very negative, you can identify as right. That is when. Um, that is when. That's when. That's when problems start. But, mm-hmm. but like we problems can, extend. But we can agree that for some people of different personality, it might be helpful. I can agree that that. It's a spectrum. For example, a person with maybe like a much more personality where it takes like, I always take responsibility for everything. I believe everything is my own self doing. Yeah, yeah. They'll be able to get out much quicker. Right. Right? So they might just need to talk to, like they might be able to do it themselves or they might mm-hmm. need to talk to one guy mm-hmm. or one person for like an hour and then done, yeah. right? Yeah. For someone like maybe like my mom back then who was going through more stuff and maybe had like yeah. a more of like a, the mindset where it's like, oh, I'm like, like less, you know, I would say like less uh, self-responsibility or whatever. Right. They might, need to talk to someone for more times. But I'm saying like um, the act of expressing and getting help is universally beneficial to everyone. Yeah. But 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 you're implying that the labeling. act of labeling it yes, as depression, the, act of labeling, the clinical yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably helpful for the small minority of people who are very like, I, I'm in control of my destiny. I, I now see the depression label in front of me and now I'm going to do access exactly, to get rid of exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Whereas for the majority of people, especially who are dealing with the filter of depression, mm-hmm. they will be, they will look at that and look at that as an even greater way yes, on themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you not say the majority of people in this world, like I was like, it's a very small minority of people who always take responsibility for everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. When you hit them with a depression thing, you're depressed. Like, like that's a minority of people who might actually be able to take that and then like use that as like a stepping stone and get over things. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I view the majority of people would would might see that and use that as something that's it's like a big ceiling overhanging, a oh, big mountain fuck, they have to I'm climb. It's yeah. Mount Everest now. Yeah. Like before it was like a little hill where you gotta climb over it and you see the the light mm-hmm. the yeah. tunnel. But now it's now it's a mountain. Mm-hmm. It's a mountain of depression, a right. mountain of whatever that that uh, thing yeah. is. You know. Yeah. So do you think the the answer is in destigmatizing it and talking about it and showing more cases where people climbed over that mountain or is it the answer to say that it's not a mountain in the first place or is the answer not even acknowledged as a mountain there you know what I mean like one one is like okay yeah if you, one is like let's say let's say let's say your mom's depressed again right let's go back yeah. to that age all right I can I, I can either say as a doctor I can either say you're dealing with depression um this is how you solve it and this is the amount of people who have gone over it. So it's like, there's a mountain here. But, or, yeah. is the, or, or is the thing to say, like, you're dealing with depression. Um, not a big deal. A lot of people go through this. Destigmatizing it, which is what mainstream media is really trying to do now, is destigmatize it. A lot of people go through this. You're all good. Just take these steps. And a lot of people go through this. It's all good. How, how do you, like... What do you think, you, what do you think you, is you're, you're missing. I think the biggest problem is... is a, a thing that we, that's not mentioned in this podcast that much right now is the medications that they go on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Well, uh, yeah. Like, how do you yeah. destigmatize something when you're prescribing medication for someone? What's mm-hmm. there to destigmatize? 
Mm-hmm. But you cannot be dis- has something, but I'm here to take this. This will help you get rid of that thing. It's right. like you clearly have something wrong with you. You're taking a medication. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like it's natural herb therapy. You know. Yeah, it's like it's it's like drugs. They're drugs. Right, right, hard right. drugs that mess with your hormones and 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 like so-called try to boost your dopamine or like right. uh, endorphins, but have really really severe side effects. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say like on the flip end of things, there are people that that I've read that um, go through severe depression and the pills get them through the day. Like w- without that, they, they can't like physically even get out of bed, right? That's fine, but you're talking, like f- from what you just said, it sounds like it gets them through the day. You know, this is not like a long-term solution. Like getting them through the day is not a is I, not is I, not what you want. The reason why I'm saying this is because I don't want listeners out there that do go through it and that the drugs have made a better impact on their life yeah, yeah, than yeah. before taking it to take in the way of like, hey, you know what? I could just do it without yeah. them because it is helpful to a subset of people. Yes, right. I, I think I think I guess it's important to keep in mind that if you're going through some stuff, it's good to attack it at the root. Right. Instead of, um, uh, yes, sure, you can address the symptoms mm-hmm. in the meantime, but don't lose sight of what you really need to do to attack it at the root. Right. So, wait, let's go back to Sheldon's thing, because then we sidetrack a little bit. Yeah. Aside from, so let's detach the idea of uh, pills and, you know, everything with it. Uh, like Sheldon said, it, it, because you, what you're saying essentially is that the label is something that cripples people mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right for the uh, majority for the for the uh, most part i view yeah for, for, that's what you for view? a lot of people so, yeah so what sheldon says about hey you know what i'm just gonna take this and then i'm gonna destigmatize it does that not make like he said the, the the mountain into a hill it takes that big thing that is like oh my god this is so hard i cannot get over it into like a hey you know i'm on a hill so like you have to really detach pills and, and everything i, I, from I just i just don't think that you need to get down there in the first place what do you mean? It's like you're saying like, oh, we have a problem, but let's just turn the problem into not a problem. But when you could avoid the problem in the first place, that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't need to go down there. Right. Going down there is a slippery slope. You can maybe some people might find it destigmatized. Some people might, might not find it destigmatized. Some people might be like, okay, yo, uh, like it's it's hard, man. Like you're trying to destigmatize a word like depression, and then you're you also a doctor being prescribing pills on you, you know, pills for you and stuff. Like it's it's. It's something that is so ideal, right? Right. That I think that if you could avoid needing to go to that solution and try to like prevent it before before it actually starts, that that is a that's a better like more effective way. Let me ask you a question, Sean. Then, do you think that destigmatizing is helpful from your personal like perspective? I think destigmatize something makes it easy to talk about. And when you can talk about it, it becomes lighter and off your chest. Mm-hmm. Right? That's 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 definitely that's a fact. Right. For thing based off my experience. Yeah. When you talk about it, you get it off your chest, um, it comes lighter. And the more you talk about it, the more the more it becomes like this thing that's just like, oh shit, it's just there. You know what I mean? Right. Um at the same time. Yeah, so I, I do. I do, do you, so now let me ask you: Do you think that because right now it's actually happening? It's not like something we're yeah. saying hypothetically. That's like, oh, yeah. what if we disagree? It, it actually there's has a, happened. There's a, there's a big boomer moment right now where people are being like, oh, we never had um, all these mental health issues when we were in the '60s. Right. But the thing is, like, that's because it wasn't destigmatized at that time. No one really talked about it, so you don't even know. Sure. Right. 
but it, it, it just it wasn't labeled as these things but people still went through so let me ask you a question issues. now there's there's, there's also negative things that has come out of this yes. for example people will it undermines people that actually go through depression like anybody can claim themselves to be depressed like I, I feel i go through a breakup i be tell everyone yo guys i'm fucking depressed man right mm-hmm. That now that takes the severity away from people that actually correct. you know can't get out of bed and correct and, and correct. do these things correct. So do you think that um is moving in a way right now where it's beneficial or moving in a way right now where it's becoming more and more prevalent just because of the fact that it's destigmatized? It's a tough question to ask because you're taking something that is inherently something no one wants, mm-hmm. and you're trying to destigmatize that into something that's like it's okay for you to have like it is okay for you to have it but it's like you trying to make it into something that's like taking away the negativity of it mm-hmm. but it is something inherently that you is don't it want. is it taking away the negativity or taking the fear away the fear of talking about it is taking de- away taking away the fear of talking about yes, it yes yes but yeah that's exactly uh, you should make it so people can talk about it more you encourage talk right but i don't know if that's necessarily like how do you do that without a label though how, how do you how do you talk about something and say I'm part of this thing that I'm struggling through without putting a label on it? Because I understand, like I see the idealistic perspective where it's like if you destigmatize it, people talk about it, we can help each other to get out of it. But yeah. I also see people like using it as a crutch in cases. People saying I do have it, therefore I can't do these things. It's like like they they attach it to a personality yeah, yeah. now, right? So and, and it also makes people who really like attention. Like some people out there who might not actually be dealing with what a lot of these other people are, are actually the, the the magnitude of what they're actually dealing with, mm-hmm. they they might be using like these these things in ways that should not be used. You know, you know what the answer is. The answer, the, the answer to be honest is talking about it, but also talking to someone who can also give you advice on how to deal with it and how to how to overcome it. So therapy. Therapy. Right. That's why we need a better help sponsor for this video. But <laughs> but but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I think that to be honest, going to the doctor and getting pills might not have been the right choice, or maybe maybe it was for people. But but I do think that therapy is something that is more normalized today. Getting like getting therapy back then was like yo, you must be fucked up to get some therapy. Yeah. Whereas yeah, today, true. like you know, NBA athletes are talking about how, how therapy is helpful. Right. You know, everyone, everyone, even even last time, like Nigel's like, I was with my, my therapist when you were yeah, with yeah. Roger last you, time, right? And now that that's that's the result of destigmatizing getting help in therapy, which is very conducive. And I think that right. therapy is the right help for people. Therapy is where one is they can get their emotions out, and then two, they can talk to a professional who can help them and give them suggestions right. to actually get out of their state. Because the truth is, like, your mom ain't gonna listen to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Realistically, a professional is it, it, it acts like the friend. Yes, that listens to you. In yes. reality, like I think maybe a lot of what maybe those boomers saying like there was no mental health problems back then is because they were a far more con- so-called like connected community. Whereas now, even though we're so connected with like internet and stuff, it actually feels like everyone's just kind of like on their own. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like I back you. then, it's like you have if you have something sad, you talk to a friend. It's true. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I I, I, I will it. say that talking to a friend is very different because. One is, like, uh, how, how many friends do you have who you give advice to and they never listen to your fucking advice? 
Like how many friends do you have that? You have yeah, a yeah, lot of friends. Yeah, because there's like a there's a label of yeah, this is a professional. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the label yeah, of a professional, yeah. of course, yeah. yes. Which is yeah. why I think yeah. therapy's a lot better than t- getting talking to a friend. Right. Um. So yeah, if you're going through some shit, definitely recommend. I, therapy. I think the distinction that was made here that was important to say is not destigmatizing depression is destigmatizing therapy and yeah. help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes that's a very very good point. That's a very good point. Right. Because therapy and help is a good thing. Yeah. But yeah. that has a stigmatized as a bad thing. Yeah. But I'm saying like you you should you not be. Yeah, yeah. It's, turning it's a bad fair. thing and trying to turn that into like a decent oh, positive thing. Exactly. Hey, man, that's what it is. Because the, the repercussions of that is people running around saying, yeah. "I want to be depressed." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. you know what? That's I am. I'm point. part of thing. I'm. I'm left out of this movement. I want to be this. Right? Do you think stuff like anti-social social club are actually destructive? Anti-social, anti-social. Like brands that, that like brands are created social. on the back of mental health. Yeah, that are created on the back of mental health. Main point here is destigmatize therapy. And um, wait, no, 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 no. Better help, please sponsor us. No, 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 no. You're saying you're saying the thing about do you think is counterintuitive? Yeah, yeah. So I guess on that note, is it are brands that piggyback off mental health like anti-social social club? Right. It's like. I hear it. It's like okay, it's a social club for people who are antisocial. But but what is that? How is that mental health? They just be a bunch of introverts, right? Yeah, but but they gain together and say because we're going through this, we're going through this together. It's, oh, it's wait, more wait. the sense of a collective. But antisocial social club is just for people who don't really like to be social. But I guess yeah, like, no, wait, like, wait, I guess wait, 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 wait. Mental but, health. But, but the thing is, the 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 creator of the brand was going through like a depressive. Episode. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I read I read about this. Is like he was fuck. I need to double check this. But I'm pretty sure Antisocial Creator was a Redditor, and then he posted stuff on Reddit about his mental health, um, and then there's a community of people that picked it up, and then they start wearing it. Oh, I see. Yeah. So they were like, hey, I'm, I, I guess for them, it's like, I'm depressed, you wear that, you're going through the same thing as I am, so now we kind of connected with each other a little bit, like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. I, I mean, I think that's a good thing. Yeah? I, I personally think that's a good thing because you're not, you're not like labeling anyone as something extreme that is extremely negative for them. Remember, it's like, oh, I'm just anti, a little bit antisocial. You know, like, oh, so it kind of takes it down a little bit. It's yeah, like, hey, you're not yeah. depressed. It's not, it's not it, your part it, of the it, depression club. It built, it's not right? a depression club, yeah. It's, yeah. Not like, it's not like, I'm depressed gang, you know? It's a bit different. Right. You know, it's a bit different. Like, whereas like, antisocial social club is something that like, yeah. it allows you to have a sense of like, connection with other people and a community for something that isn't like, you're not glorifying something that's like, completely really bad. Yeah. Which destigmatizes getting help. Because now it's like, oh, like, getting with... Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll start talking. It kind of destigmatizes talking to other talking people. Talking to other people, and yeah. And building a community, which yeah. I think is a good thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it actually is. They, they soar to yeah. popularity tackling mental health and depression. Yeah. So yeah. is the brand Mad Happy. Mad Happy. Yeah. The, the play on words that, you know, how can you be mad and happy at the same time, right? Yeah. So they, they, they do that because of... So for people with anger management problems, right? Yeah. Are these good things? Like I don't, I, I don't think they're bad. Like I don't see anything wrong with them. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're causing like more people to have shittier lives. Right, mm. right, right. I guess, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, is important to support the the resources for help mm-hmm. rather than it is to support the problem itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is the case, but there's also like a gray zone where when you support the resources for help, but those help. That help is labeled as only for people with this thing, then that might be a problem too. For example, right. like you go to therapy, but it's like oh, for severe depression uh, clients or whatever. Right. Like that, right. that might yeah. be a bad but, thing. But but therapy has really changed today where therapy is like everyone gets therapy now. Yeah. 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 Like I'll be honest, like, like almost every like 
creator I've, I've met has been like, yeah, I got to see a therapist. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a lot more normal now, too, because you see, yeah. like, all these people, like, these like, people you look up to. Like, like I, I feel like... Sh- you should go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see it. I see it. I, I think yeah. that's a very, very good point to bring up that, like, you want to destigmatize the good things that are viewed as bad. Right, mm-hmm. right. Or viewed as, oh, it makes you weak. That yeah, you destigmatize the, thing. The, the treatment that people look down on, mm-hmm. but don't destigmatize the negative thing that is harming you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty good. That's, no, pretty, that's good. pretty deep. deep, right, Sheldon, deep. Destigmatize. If you're Sheldon, we destigmatize talking to your friends when you're going through that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Destigmatize the, the thing that the H O C D thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, this is way far. Yeah. Way far. I mean, yo, that's right? a, that's a very different time period, bro. Like yeah, 20, yeah. 2011 It's a very different time period, man. Yeah. What do you think you can do as friends, not not professionals? Like, as people, uh, you have a friend that goes through depression, that is going through depression. You have a friend that is always anxious all the time. You know it. I mean, what we, do you do? We literally had our friend, right? We had our friend. Who? Tell me you don't know who names. Friend. You know right? who our friend is? We had our friend. What? Who the fuck are you talking about, bro? I have a friend. Like Our friend! Our, I literally, we literally got food of them all back. We biked across the fucking city. With him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait yeah. is he my friend, too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all our friends. Yeah. He's my friend, too? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like, literally, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I hope that he thinks that we were supportive, at least, but it's yeah. like, I don't think that we treated what he went through. Like, I think, I, I, like, the way I looked at it, because I remember that time, I was like, I was really trying to channel, like, how I view things in the past, mm-hmm. and... I wanted to whatever he was going through I didn't want to make it seem like this like overbearing huge mountain you know what I mean right I wanted to just be kind of like supportive listen and then be like okay like oh, oh let's go do some activities let's go uh, do these things I'll listen to you and everything I'll, I'll, I'll be your ear but I don't want to be like holy shit yo, that's so tragic bro your life is so miserable your life yeah. is so hard everything is terrible for you I don't want to go on that path and I think that's the best thing a friend can do you don't want to feed the negativity yeah you don't want to feed the negativity but you want to be an outlet for him to express it so that for them to express so that they can get it out of their system yeah. mm. but you don't want to feed it right don't feed the negativity of someone who is being negative like don't add on the, don't add on but instead be, be the outlet and then try and be the don't be like toxic positive where it's like, oh no, actually everything's so great. Oh my god, yo, I think you should look like, like this. But yeah. just kind of just like do yeah. things that will naturally lead them on a more positive outlook on things. I also think it's it's highly dependent on your friend. Yeah. Like as your as a friend of that person, you would know what they're kind of like as a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like like for example. I mean, wait, wait. Let me just say, like that friend what we're talking about right now is a complete one eighty from who he was, in you. and I was really close with it. Right. Right. And then I almost cannot identify who he is anymore. Like when he was going, I think he's doing a lot better now. Yeah. Especially after talking yeah, to his yeah. friends about it and opening yeah. up. But it's just, it's just that 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 person. I don't even know how to communicate. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Like, it's just very somber. Yeah. Like, like very yeah. like. Yeah. Very very sad. Yeah. I think you need you need to like uh, just catch these things early. Uh, how yeah. you're feeling? Like be in tune with how you're feeling. Catch them early yeah. and address them early before they become like if they snowball into bigger problems. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, reach out, hard. right? Yeah. Like reach out. Well, to if, them. if that's if, if you that's, think, yeah, if you if that's how you feel like it would help you, then you should reach out. Yeah, and and don't worry about the stigma around that. But like yeah. for example, personally, I'm someone who likes to keep more closed doors and like stuff. So I would try to like handle more things like by myself, and actually mm-hmm. makes it a little bit uncomfortable to reach out. So. 
it depends on that person. So I yeah. guess like you know your friend, you know what they're like, and you right. can be there for them in, in that yeah. right way, like adjust it for each but, person. Yeah. So so let, let me see some something like your case, right? Someone that's like a little more closed off. Like you a, give you me space. Do, Just give me space. You give, give you yeah, space. You give me space. But yeah. you, would you appreciate it if someone reached out and be like, "Hey, are you good? Like, are you feeling okay?" I mean, or, yeah, that's that's nice. But like I like. I'll appreciate that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't want to be like put in a room and that was intervention time. Now I got to talk to you guys and like right, right. sit down and like, express yeah. everything. Like that's not exactly who I am. I'll, like, you know, I, I appreciate yeah. like the concern and then I appreciate the space. Right. That's what right. I would appreciate. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe, maybe you guys are different than me. Mike, you know? Mike, Mike. Yeah. You're going to talk. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking back like that, that friend that we're talking about, like he made a very courageous move at that time when he was going through like at the very worst things. He like reached out to me. We got food, and he legit told me like I need help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like that. That is like he told me a little, a little everything about me, and I was like, damn, that is like a very courageous move. Mm-hmm. That to be honest, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have the the courage to do that. Yeah, I so. agree. Especially as is, I feel like as guys in society where yeah, exactly. It's like mental health is more like, well, you fucking pussy. Like you yeah. know, like it's yeah. viewed in that light. Yeah, it's, so, it's that's why difficult. that's why I think that, yeah. yeah the key is man destigmatize getting help, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you don't got some fucking help. Talk yeah. to your friends. Talk to fucking people. Yeah, like open in. up, open up a little bit. Yeah. Damn. Wait, uh, let me ask you. Okay, just a side note. Would you ever go to therapy? Would I ever go to therapy? Yeah. Just out of curiosity, knowing your personality is a little more. Uh, I think you're a little more introverted at heart, so you like to solve things like by thinking about it. I mean, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever need to go to therapy, but I mean, I, was, I can confirm. I can confirm what I'm gonna deal with in the future. Right. But I think the way I solve my problems is like as ideally. Uh, I think I do you justify a, it. Yeah, I I prefer it without some other people in my business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. The biggest thing that I've dealt with in my life uh, is parental issues. Yeah, so like I kind of solve that through expressing to my parents, right? right? And it was like it's between us, so yeah. I want to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel would I feel kind of weird if like talking to a therapist about my parents when they can't really they can just kind of like steer me on the right way but then i still need to go talk to my parents right right yes. you know what i mean right. it's like yeah, yeah so i personally i think therapy is great for a lot of people i think that it really h- highly depends on the type of person you are mm-hmm. but I, but i think that if you've been struggling with something for a long time and you think you're someone who can deal with it yourself it's not weak to go to therapy I think it's important to like know when you want to when to try different things if you're struggling with something that you've been dealing with a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Cool. What a heavy heavy what episode. A, yeah, heavy episode, but I think that we like touched upon yeah. many many good points and reached a conclusion that we kind of all are Wait, isn't about. this fucking episode coming out like in like 2 weeks? Yeah. It's it fucking Christmas. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. You can get help during Christmas too, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. man. No, yeah. Why are you sticking yeah, to yeah. Christmas <laughs> yeah, 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 with yeah. no help? You know what? Exactly. Hey, come hey, on, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. As you know somebody, what? Yo, if I was somebody that was going through depression, right? Yeah. And I see everybody all happy during these holidays, it makes me feel pressure to be yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and imagine some people are going through some stuff right now and they watch this podcast and then like... Like they're standing outside their their like their dining room crying and everyone's enjoying inside and they watch this podcast yeah. and they guess I'm a new I'm a new person and yeah. they go inside yeah. and meet the family. Or yeah. I mean, maybe some people like know uh, a friend that's going through something and yeah. then instead of getting them a a game for Christmas, they get him a therapy coupon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, okay. guys, guys, this this video is actually sponsored by Glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so, so so you can either go therapy yeah, or you can, or you can go. Premium sunglasses for less, which is also 
pretty good for mental yeah. health. Yeah, yo, guys, honestly, like, <laughs> yeah. like the fact that I can cry in these glasses and you can't see me is is a great wow. feeling. Wow, mm. very good on the tinting right, on the, of, the, of the eye yeah. area. Yep. But um, just for all the viewers out there, we, we would like to say if you guys are going through anything, like, um, be sure to comment that down below. We read we read pretty much all our comments here. Um, yeah. So comment that down below Just like open up Talk to somebody about it But you're not alone Yeah You know we got the community and stuff yeah. That's true yeah. Yeah. Yee Hei Gang Yeah yo Yee Hei Gang. Gang Sticks together man It's true Yee Hei Gang is an advocate For therapy yeah. Exactly okay. It is After I said the whole like Oh uh, Getting these premium glasses for cheap uh, That's also good for mental health So that's why you should hit on that link In the description box below To get your own pair for Christmas Also beneficial for mental health as well Last but not least, sorry, <laughs> if you guys are going through rough patches in life, go seek help. Get that handled so that you can go ahead and bury, bury that, that shit six feet, feet under. under.